the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. You know, every time we meet, we are actually dealing with what we're here for is to obtain faith. Every time we come to church, yes, we worship God, yes, we pray, but what we are really here for is to obtain faith from God. Faith will take you very far with God. Faith. But tonight, I want to talk about fear. I basically saying the same thing we're doing. Refuse to fear. And you said, I refuse to fear. There are things that have happened in your life. And there are things that are happening in your life right now. There are things that have come to you. Maybe it's been there for a while. And you've come to be afraid because you don't know how this is going to end. It seems there is no way out. But you have to refuse to fear for the future and what's going to happen to you based on God's word. Your future is bright. Because Jesus is in your life. So refuse to fear. Let me say this. Faith will produce. And fear will also produce. Faith will produce. If you really have faith with God and you believe in God for whatever it is, if you have faith, it will produce. But also if you have fear, fear will produce. Please listen to these words. It says, but the Lord God called Adam, speaking of Adam, called the man and said, where are you? We're talking about Adam Adam after he sinned. God wanted to see him and God was calling to Adam. He says, where are you? And Adam answered, I heard you, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Now, I need to let you know this. Adam was not created with any kind of fear in his life. When he was created, fear was not a part of his life. Adam knew nothing like fear. In my mind, I'm wondering, how did he come up with the word? You know why? Now he had the knowledge of good and evil. He ate the fruit and he obtained the knowledge of good and evil. He had that. It was never there. That was never God's original intent. Fear was not part of creation. Fear was not in our world when Adam was created. There was nothing like that. That brought fear into our world. Because God told Adam, the day you eat of that fruit, you will surely die. And so fear followed after death. And fear will go before death. Fear was never there. It was never what God intended for Adam to have. But Adam recognized it. Notice what I said. The life of God was gone. 
He was created in God's image. God had his breath on him. That's the spirit of God. And he became a living soul. So God was part of his life. He looked just like God. He had the life of God. And there is no fear in the life of God. You know, God is love. There is no fear in love. It wasn't part of his life. He shouldn't be part of his life. He had no way of knowing it. But then when the life of God died in him, he found himself naked. No more covering. Love is a great covering. That's why the Bible says love never fails. His covering was gone. The glory that was on him was gone. And now, death. The soul, his spirit died. Adam didn't fall down and die. But the life of God in him died on that day. And because the life of God was no longer part of his life, fear came in. Fear came in. You know, I used to understand, read the scripture, and I kept understanding, trying to understand, what does this really mean? What does this really mean? Because the scripture tells us, because of the fear of death. You know the scripture? Because of the fear of death. People are held in bondage. So some people just don't care. But in the world. If you read in Hebrews... Chapter 2, verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he says, he himself, Jesus, likewise, shared in the same. So Jesus became a man. You know, he had flesh and blood. That through death, that through death, he might destroy him who has the power of death. So, there is one that had the power of death. So, if there's one who had the power of death, death came through the devil, right? He had the power according to the scriptures. But notice what it says. Through death, because he had flesh and blood, through death, he destroyed the one who had the power of death. Hey, Hello, Satan has been destroyed. <laughs> Satan has been destroyed. He had the power of death. He no longer has the power of death. Jesus now has the keys of hell and death. So I go according to the will of Jesus, not according to the will of cancer. Go back again. He has the keys of hell and death. Notice, he destroyed him, not death. He destroyed him. That Satan who has the power of death. So, Satan no longer has power of death. And so, because Satan doesn't have power of death, no Christian should fear death. We shouldn't be afraid of death. But notice what it says. That is the devil. He made it clear. And release those saying, you have been released from fear. Hello. 
That's the way we say it in Nigeria. <laughs> you get the answer. They have a way of answering back. When I say hello, they'll answer back over there. <laughs> I don't know. I've forgotten what they say back. <laughs> yeah. And release those who through the fear of death, who through the fear of death, were all their lifetime, all their lifetime subject to bondage. In other words, they're subject to bondage because of their fear. You can suffer bondage all your life because of one fear. Maybe it's fear of the dark. Some people are afraid to be enclosed in the place. You know, for them, they don't want to be. And there is no reason, there is no grounds for the fear. But it's part of their life and it's real to them. The fear. <laughs> and sometimes the fear moves so, so strongly. If, if you have heart attack in your family, I've said it here before, and all of a sudden you're feeling a little pain in your, your chest, maybe from indigestion, something whispers to you, oh, you're going to die. You're suffering a heart attack. Now you're panicking and you want to get to the hospital real fast. And then you get there and they check you out. And they say, well, just a little interjection. And you go, oh, thank you, Lord. So fear can keep you in bondage. And sometimes for the rest of your life. Fear. So we must refuse to fear. You know, if you read... About Job. Now, in Job chapter 1, Job talked about what had happened to him. I believe the last verses there. He says, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. That was his response. But that wasn't true. That wasn't true. You know, sometimes Christians are funny. They say, well, we, 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 it's there in the scriptures. <laughs> yeah, just because it's there in the scripture doesn't mean that's the way God intended life to be. And so Judas left. It was night. So you're going to follow that scripture? Because it was night? Or he went to commit suicide? So that's the way it goes. No, we just don't take everything. The scripture is telling you what happened. Doesn't mean it's truth. But that's the way Job, many times things happen to us. We want to rationalize it so we can feel good. That's what we do. We want to rationalize it so we can survive and bear under it. Meanwhile, you're questioning yourself. Is this something that I did that was wrong? You don't know. So you've come up with something so you feel better and can bear on that weight. That's what we do. You do it and I do it because we don't know the future. But God does. But that was what Job was doing. There's no way of him understanding what was doing, what, was, what had happened to him. But in chapter 3, he had to go through thinking about what really happened. And Job came up with the truth. Yeah, 
He came up with the truth. He was a righteous man. But let me tell you this. When the, it says, if the foundation is broken, what can the righteous do? Job spoke the truth when he said in Job chapter 3, verse 25, For the things I greatly feared, the things I greatly feared has come upon me. That's when his eyes were opened to what had happened to him. God had to permit it. He had feared this thing for all, all his life. Everything he was doing, he loved God. He, he cared about God. But he had fear. And fear produces death. Fear will produce. He was right before God, but he had fear in his life. So Job did sacrifices. If his children ever party, he wasn't so into the grace of God. And, and God had grace upon his life. But he was afraid that if he didn't do these sacrifices, something was going to come. So every time they have a party, he says, maybe my children curse God in their heart, so I've got to do sacrifice. But, but, but that's not what, how God works. Faith doesn't work that way. And so everything that he had imagined, that caused him to fear. Think about it. He said, the faith. So he, was, he knew what he had been thinking. Because he couldn't have said that if he, didn't, if he had no idea what he was thinking. He knew what he had imagined in his mind could happen to his life. Which he tried to prevent. But once you have fear, you can prevent it from coming. Fear will produce just like faith will produce. So you see in the scriptures, Jesus will always say, don't be afraid. Just believe. Because the enemy of faith is fear. The enemy of faith is, is fear. And so Satan brings all these natural circumstances and they're real. You can't deny them. That's why it's called temptation. You can't deny them. Everything is real. And the doctors will give you what's real. In the natural. They give you the facts. And you can't deny them. And for that reason, you're afraid. But the truth is, God has already spoken. And the word says, let God be true and everyone a liar. God has already spoken in his word. So he said the things that I feared greatly. Notice, he just didn't fear. He feared it greatly. The things that I feared greatly has come upon me. So he knew what had come upon him. And he knew what he feared. And what he feared, he got. What if he had the God? This is how Satan works. You lose your job and you can't sleep. All night he's talking to you and you think you're thinking. All night he's telling you about what's going to happen to your children now, what's going to happen to your house now, what's going to happen to your car now. And you're imagining all these things. You can even see the tow truck coming to get your car. But you and I, we are in this together. He gives you all those imaginations. And when you wake up in the morning, you call your friends. I just lost my job. I wonder what's going to happen to my car. Guess what? You're already, you're already giving birth to it. I wonder what's going to happen. You're speaking your fears now. 
I wonder what's going to happen to my car. I know I, I have a car. I have a house note coming. It's next month. I know that what I have Would you pray for me? But you're talking, you're praying, but you're still in fear. Job did a lot of stuff. Righteous stuff, right? He did it out of fear. Not faith. And there's only one thing that's pleasing to God. Faith. Faith. He had faith. He pleased God in, in, in his, because he knew about God. But he never trusted what God's love and protection over his life. He was going to do everything to earn God's favor because he already had favor from God. So he feared. Sometimes our fears are greater than what we are going through. As the enemy imagines stuff, you, I'm, I'm there too. When I'm Angela and I were in real, very tough situation, and uh, Satan is ministering to you, you know, he has his hands over your head and goes, Ooh. <laughs> He's doing all this. He's just talking to you. And, and, and you're quiet, staring into space, and listening to all his ministry to you. I guess he's all words, right? He's talking to you, and you say, oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, I feel bad. He says, that's good. And you say, yeah, tell me more. And he goes, more. And all these crazy imaginations. That's why the Bible says, take into captivity. Remember? Bring into captivity all these imaginations coming from the enemy. Because if you allow them to run, they will happen. And then you say, you say, I knew it. I knew it. That's what I, I, I knew it. Yeah. You knew it. Because you believed it. Just like Job. Just like Job. You see, I read this scripture and it really spoke to me. You know, I tell you, you're going through something. This is how I just cut it off and say, as as long I know Jesus is alive, I can't. Die. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know Jesus is alive. And I tell myself, as long as Jesus is seated by the Father's right hand, I will be okay. If you can pluck him from that place, then you can do whatever you want. But I'm going to anchor my life on that one fact. That he's seated at the Father's right hand, even though I'm going through financial difficulty, he is seated at the Father's right hand, and he knows what's happening to me, and he has promised in his word, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. doesn't matter how long this goes, but as long as Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand, I'm going to come out of this. One way God's going to make a way out of the wilderness for me. I'm going to be okay. And that way I can get rid of my fear. Because many times the fears are greater than the problem. People have panic attacks. Because they've heard something and you don't know what's going to happen. And Satan is just telling you all these things that will happen. And we think we're thinking. I've been there. We think about these things, all the imaginations. Whenever you're going through those things and you, you're afraid, turn to God and turn your fears to faith. 
turn to God. You can't stop the fears from coming. And we're human. Because of the circumstances you have before you. But just like Jehoshaphat, we talked about this, turn to God. And when you turn to God and you speak to him, the fear will disappear and faith will replace the fear. Turn to God. Don't even call your friends. Because when you call your friends, you have to repeat what's going on. And everything you're saying is what the enemy has ministered to you, and you're saying it. And all they'll say, they'll say to you, we'll pray for you, brother. <laughs> but after you hang up, a greater fear comes upon you. You forgot this one to tell this fellow, right? <laughs> There's a new one to be afraid of, a new angle. Refuse to fear. You know, in Psalm 34, he says, I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord and he heard me. So turn to God. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And he delivered me from my problems. No. He said he delivered me from all my fears. Not from his problems. Because the fear is greater than the problem itself. And if you can have faith, the problem is dead. That's the thing here. So it's really a fight of faith, remember? It's a fight of faith. Because there is God. Satan comes after, I mean, death brought in fear. And Satan was in charge of death. He's still in operation for people who are not part of the kingdom of God. But that's not you. That's for them. We have a different order because we belong to the kingdom of God. We are not of this world. We are not of this world. Jesus, you are not of this world. You were born from above. You are a stranger in this world. You are an ambassador for heaven. But your real kingdom is from there. I've been in embassies in, in Africa. When you get in there, it's like America. I mean, just the way things are. And you say, would you guys let me stay here? Because it's beautiful. We represent heaven. He said, I saw the Lord and he heard me. And delivered me from some of my fears. All of them. If you can be delivered from your fears, believe me, the trouble is gone. So the first line of battle is to refuse to fear. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? Fear no evil. Meaning, it's not like I will fear evil, evil is coming. He's saying, nothing is going to happen to me. That's what he's saying. It's not I will fear evil. No. He's saying, I'm not going to be afraid of something happen, bad happening to me. That's what that word means. I will fear no evil. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. In other words, I'm not afraid of something happening or something bad happening to me. Why? He is with me. 
The life of God is with me. I've got the life of God. When you have the life of God and we are born again, there is no fear in love that the, what the Bible says. You have the life of God. So when I'm getting afraid, I'm really getting out of the way of God. When I begin to fear, I'm really being sidetracked. I'm going somewhere else. I'm no longer walking the narrow way. Because there is no fear in this way. That's why the scripture says God has not given us what? The spirit of fear. It's not part of our life. So when we have it and we are really afraid, and it's natural because we live in the natural world, when we are really afraid and we are embracing it, we are embracing the gospel according to Satan. Because God's very clear. He didn't give us that spirit of fear. And so in my life and in your life, I'm very aware of it. And Satan can give you all kinds of imaginations about this. And what's going to happen to you and how it's going to happen to you. And you just sit down there with the dread in you. I saw the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant. They were not radiant before, but when you have the fear, look to God. You become radiant. In other words, the problem is still there, but you can still smile. And they're wondering, everybody's going through this. How come you're not worried? You tell them, I got Jesus. And you think you can say that and Jesus will disappoint you? His name is at stake. Amen. His name is at stake. When I was in college, I tried witness the Lord, you know, among my, my friends. And Satan will tell me, you know, if you keep telling them about Jesus, I'm telling you the truth. It's true confession. He says, if you keep telling them, then they will be watching you. And, and, and the day you make mistake, then they will turn away from God and it will be all your fault. Because now you are a hypocrite and you didn't live right. So shut your mouth and say nothing about Jesus. I'm not listening to you. I kept talking to them. And, and, and the, the good thing, and I've shared the story here about Johnny, big football player. And he comes coming, you know, he goes coming up to the stairways. He, after he got saved, he said, good luck. You know, I used to be really scared of you. I said, really? He says, it seems like every time I'm going up, up the stairs, you'll be coming down. And I have my six pack in my hand and I have to hide it. I put it on the other side so you, hey, good luck. And he goes in. He said, I used to be really scared of you, but I had no fight with him. That's the same time Satan was telling me to be afraid of speaking the word of God. I didn't want to listen to him. I figured if I did something wrong and they asked, say, you are a hypocrite, you did this, then I would beg them for forgiveness and keep going. Amen. I'll confess my sin before them and go. But it never happened. It was all a lie. To prevent me from sharing the word of God. It was all a lie. So they looked at him and they were radiant. And their faces were not ashamed. You know, I love it. When you look to God and you have fears, you won't be brought to shame. No shame. 
God's going to deliver you. Once he delivers you from the fear, you are on your way to full deliverance. There is nothing Satan can do again anymore in your life once you're free from that fear. He has no hold on you. You are only in bondage when you still have fear. So the fight is to get the fear out of me. Amen. Even if you don't say amen, I will. Now, I'm telling you, the fight is to get that fear out of me. And once I'm free of that fear, and I can look at your face and smile, and you say, good morning, I say, it's a great morning. Then I know I'm free. Because God will not go against his word. Yes, he won't. They look to him and they were radiant. The fear is gone. When you have no fear, you have nothing to worry about. So now, when they see you, they don't see distress. You're free. Guess what? You have entered into his rest. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He takes the fear away. And when he takes that, you will never suffer shame. All these imaginations of what Satan is going to do to you, that will never happen. But if you retain the fear, you will make the same confession as Job. You will make the same confession. So the thing is to get rid of the fear. Satan, he tells you not only what's happening to you, but what are they all going to think about you now? Have you been there? What will your family say about you and this church going? He says all of this. Am I the only one you looking like me? You're really righteous and haven't been through this. <laughs> it's not just me. He says, what's going to happen to you now? And, and, and you were witnessing to that guy yesterday. Now you're going to lose your job. What is he going to think now? We've been there. Let him think what he wants to think, okay? I'm holding on to God. And I will not suffer shame. When God gives me a better job, I'll call him and tell him what's happened. And then he'll tell you, please, would you pray for me? I need help. Because God will never fail. I've never found him to fail. He won't fail. My greatest thing is to get that fear out of me. I remember when I came to Texas A&M, um, I said this, said this here before. There was no way for me. I can't walk off campus. It's illegal. And I have to be a Christian. I won't break the law, okay? So I had to stay in, on campus and work. So I needed the assistant. My uh, head of department said to me, uh, I can't understand most of these Nigerians. The accent's too thick. I can hear you better. I, I'll give you a job. You can teach the students. And I loved it. And then I told him, would you just allow me to go to back home and come back? By the time I went back home and came back, he had changed his mind. And he, was not, and he told me, he told Dr. Fenger, tell that young man from Africa, he's never going to be employed by this department. He is on his own. Uh, you know what happened? Fear came, okay? <laughs> he was strong. And I told the fellow, I said, uh, I had the admission from University of Ohio. No, Ohio State University. And they were going to give me assistance. They, they were asking me to come. I turned them down. He said, do you want to go to Ohio? You can go and change your mind. I said, but it's too late. The semester started. 
well, that's your problem. So my friends, the few guys that I met there, they came to me and said, good luck, don't worry. We'll do whatever we can. We can. We'll find something for you to do. I knew that was not going to be. We're talking international fees. It's high. Very high. It's thousands of dollars. So I, couldn't, I, I was thinking, there's no way for me to even buy my ticket to go back home when this is over. And I went to cry out to God. I cried. I mean, uh, real tears, okay? <laughs> when you are in trouble, no gentleman. I cried out to God. And God, I had a, a yellow pad. And God said to me, before you got here, I was here. Don't worry about it. And I had lost my fear. Nobody knew I was going through trouble. And I told myself, if it continues, once the semester ends, when summer comes, when we are free, I'll work on campus. If I paint, do whatever. They're always constructing something. I will employ myself. I know I teach me how to put this electrical stuff. I'll do it and pay me minimum wage so I can continue. That's the way I was thinking. But I was joyful. But it wasn't too long before the guy who, the messenger from the head of department, said, he told me to tell you, uh, no job. He was calling, he walked to my office. I had a little cubicle there. He said, uh, good luck. Can you help that fellow? He's failing really bad. And so I'm thinking, you want me to work for you and you're not going to pay me? But by, cost story short, by the end of the semester, I had my job. And I never lost. I was there till I graduated. I had that job. They couldn't find, and I was never afraid. Every time he says we're going to let some of the young people go, so the new students can have a job. Everybody, they, all the students will panic. Graduate students, they all will panic. He, he's going to let us go. And I sit in my little place. I'm studying my Bible. At that time, I was also studying Quran, so I can fight with my Muslim friends. You know. <laughs> but he says, "Good luck. Did you hear what? He, did you get the memo?" They are all talking about it. I won't say anything about it. And Ikram, the Muslim guys, did you get the memo? I said, yeah. Are you not afraid? No. Why? I said, he didn't hire me. God gave me the job. And he cannot fire me. He never allowed. I had my job. He was even paying me after I graduated. Yes. Because Omar had to be born. Angela was pregnant. I told him, if you fire me, I will be without insurance. And you know what's going to happen. I mean, if you let me go, because I graduated. If you stop paying me, that was before I got my job in the medical center. If you stop paying me, uh, my wife's going to give birth in America. That's going to be really expensive without insurance. He said, you think I'm a bad man? Are you calling me a wicked man? I said, no, sir. He said, I'm not going to do that to you. I graduated. He was paying me. And when I was born, under insurance and everything. Because the Lord is good. And I love to say all the time. All the time. God is faithful to his word. We just must refuse to be afraid. If you fear, you're t- taken. Love has no fear in it. Stand up. I'm, I have no time. I'm having a lot of fun, so I'm going to go on. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, we're talking. Please take these things to heart. I don't know what you're going through, but I know how Satan ministers because he's done the same thing. He can let you go into 15 years ahead, imagining all these stupid, crazy things that could happen to you. And I've said in our prayer time here, I've said this over and over again. If you walk up to Satan seeking direction, and you, you say, uh, Satan, uh, where, what's the way to take the shortest path to, to get to Houston? And he tells you, go this way. Tell him, thank you, and go the other way. <laughs> you will never be wrong. You will actually get where you're going. So whatever he's telling you is the opposite that is going to happen. Amen. Would you lift your hands up to the Lord tonight as we acknowledge him and, and tell that fear that God has not given you that spirit of fear. Every imagination that has come to you that is contrary to life because Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Yes, you suffered this setback, and he's saying that's just the beginning. It's going to be greater. No, as God comes into the equation, things are going to get better. You have to lift yourself up from that today. All of those imaginations, come against them. Tell them, no, I don't accept them anymore. I will not receive them anymore. Yes, I have this setback. That's in the path. I'm moving forward with God, and I'm going to make it. God is with me. And if God be for you, no one can be against you. No one. Nothing can be against you. Father, I want to thank you today. God, we do suffer setbacks sometimes. But you promise that you will always be with us. Even to the very end. We thank you for your goodness towards us, O oh God. And tonight I pray for your children as we gather here before you. You are here with us. Help us with our troubles and the things that are causing us to be afraid. We reject the spirit of fear tonight. In the name of Jesus, we reject the spirit of fear. And we hold on to our faith in God. That with God all things are possible. That all things work together for good to those who love you. To those who are called according to your purpose. And we love you. We love you Jesus. We are called according to your purpose. And your purpose for our life is good. We thank you our God. We give you praise tonight. We give you praise tonight. Your word has declared we are blessed going out. We are blessed coming in. Everything we set our hands to do, your word tells us will prosper. And we receive that tonight and refuse to be afraid. Everything that's contrary to your word, we reject. And we'll embrace all our inheritance today. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless.